This is the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Fur Neiman. If you're looking to generate wealth and passive income in the lucrative world of mobile home parks, you're in the right place. You'll discover solutions to the common legal and operational pitfalls and how to optimize parks to maximize income. Your host is in the trenches. He's a real estate attorney, financial analyst, and mobile home park investor and operator. Now, let's turn it over to Ferd Neiman. Welcome back, Mobile Home Park Nation. Ferd Neiman, the mobile home park lawyer here again, today with another episode in our interview series of first-time mobile home park buyers. Today's mobile home park buyer came out of the Silicon Valley IT business. He's a real estate investor now, real estate syndicator. He's a, he's a best-selling author. He's a podcaster. Please welcome our guest, Alpesh Parmar. Alpesh, how are you? Good, sir. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, great. You've got an interesting story, interesting background. Now you're one of us. You are in the mobile home park business. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit how you got here and how it's going so far. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, so far it's going good, but yes. Of course, as you mentioned, I live in Silicon Valley. Um, I have an engineering degree as well as master's in computer science. So, of course, I'm a, you know, you can call me a computer geek. Uh, slowly, I'm trying to get out of it, uh, you know, because at some point I said I got to start creating, you know, multiple streams of income. And that's how I landed on real estate about uh, five years ago. I became accidental landlord in 2011. So, uh, through 2011 through 2015, I learned about real estate. And about in 2015, I decided, you know, I can't just do that with that one house where I was barely positive, uh, right? So I decided to jump into out of state. And I, I don't live in a state like you guys do where you can invest in your backyard. I got to go out, find the you know, figure out the markets, the MSA, then fly out there, build network with people, build my own team, and then start investing. So that's how I got started. Um, in 2015, I started with turnkey properties. And in 2016 and 17, I realized that I want to do more uh, scale up. So I started building my uh, team. And, and that, that's how then slowly that single family became small multifamily to large apartment buildings. And then I realized that when everyone was going after apartment buildings, I said that has to be something else where it's, it's competitive, but it's not like ultra competitive where you can barely at this point make any money in apartments uh, space unless you do a heavy value add or unless you do a brand new construction, right? So uh, that's how I landed on a mobile home park uh, and senior housing end of last year. Oh, sorry, actually mid of last year. So it took me about a year to just learn about mobile home park. Um, so yeah, that, that's where I am. And now slowly, you know, getting to know you, mobile home park, university, mobile home park, Facebook groups like MHP Tribe, mobile home park, mastermind, etc. you know, got me going. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think lots of people have a similar story where the apartments, they, they were a good investment and they still can be for sure. But apartments have just become so price competitive that it's just harder and harder to find deals, harder and harder to make money. I mean, I was looking for apartments myself a few years ago and it's like, man, because that, in the theory, yes. I mean, they would be, because mobile home parks can be passive investing, but the kind that I've generally tackled have been more value add and heavy lifting. Right. Like, I've only got so much bandwidth, so much team, so much geographic footprint that I want to tackle. Um, 
and then also recourse debt and just, you know, how much equity you want to put down versus, okay, like, let me put some money in somebody's apartment deal. But the yield is so much lower, I feel like, yes. um, than MHP. <laughs> so I was like, man, I got to stay in MHP. So uh, you, you have found the, found the light, I think, in the, in the same way. So that, that's great. So how did you decide? I know you mentioned you being from California. It's kind of hard to invest in your home state because all the MHPs are you know, pretty competitive, crazy pricing, too expensive to build for the most part. So you, you started looking elsewhere. How did you decide where you wanted to look next? Or are you looking at pretty much everywhere else in the country? No, so that's a, that's a great question. So, uh, yes, I looked in uh, California when I was starting and just the numbers did not make sense, even with single family to multifamily to even, you know, uh, senior housing as well as mobile home park because the land itself is so expensive here. Everything, even just the land goes uh, between 200 to $600 per square foot. So you are not even, yeah, you are not even looking at anything, you know, developed. This is just the land by itself, right? So, and the rent, if you look at it, the rents would be same as, let's, let's say in California, in, in, in a market like, um, which is Sacramento market, the rent of the, you know, tenant-owned home would be 500 to 600 a month. I, I can get 400 a month somewhere else. Why would I, yeah. you know, pay that high price? So that's how, you know, I just took out California. Also, not only just that the price was the problem, but also the, remember, we are in a rental space, right? Even if we call it as park-owned homes or tenant-owned homes, we are still renting the space or the home. The, the California laws are so tenant-friendly that, you already are getting, you know, struggling to make money with the price you have paid. And then if you have issues, eviction, this, that, you are going to uh, be in big trouble, right? So that was another thing when I was looking, I also wanted to, you know, focus on the markets where, which are landlord friendly. And not, that is not to say that I, I don't want to take care of the tenants, but the idea is we are trying to provide good affordable housing. My goal is always to doing good by investing, right? Because if I take, as you said, value add, right? If you take a park which is run down, not doing, a, you know, it's not a good place to live for most of the people and you take it over, you replace the, let's say, electrical poles, you paint out the entire park, you put new signs, repave the roads, you are making it better for the tenants who live there, right? So. Right. Uh, you, you want to be in areas which are as land, landlord friendly, but you also want to do good for the tenants. So answer, to answer your second part of the question, when I started first, that's how I started in single family and every, that I'll buy wherever the numbers make sense, right? Yeah. But then I realized that I'm stretching myself out because I got to work, if I'm in three markets, then I got to work three times harder to build a team, to understand the market, et cetera, et cetera. So even mobile home park, when I started looking um, mid last year, I put offers all over the country, right? Wherever I see, um, not, mostly um, not in West Coast and North, Northeast, because I don't like the weather in Northeast and it's too far for me to go. And the West Coast numbers never uh, made sense. But Midwest, Central to, uh, you know, South, I was all over. Then once I realized I started looking into uh, it more closely, I said, you know, all my investments, even on single family and all, I built teams in Alabama, Georgia. I love that corridor, right? I also like Texas, but most of the people prefer Texas, right? So I'm like, 
you know, I already know the area. I understand the market. So I'm going to start focusing on Southeast. That's how now. So my core focus is Southeast. I may work with you or someone else when I see a Midwest deal, because I know, you know, you guys, are, I'll have great partners like you. But if I'm going to take care of that park on my own, if I'm going to bring investors, et cetera, then I'll be focusing on Southeast. So my current focus is Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, Florida, pretty much entire Southeast, North Carolinas, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and we'll get there as well. So that's why my first park, which I acquired is in Mississippi. Great. No, it's definitely, I think it's a good approach to focus in. I mean, if you can't do it in your backyard, at least, you know, segregate a little portion of the earth and say, this is where I'm going to focus. I'm going to build my power team. I'm going to get to know the market. That's how I've, that's how I've done it. So I've recommended doing it. I mean, in the mobile home park business, you kind of have to go regionally if you're going to expand. So right. it. when I was doing single family, my goal was like, okay, I'm going to do it in one neighborhood in my college town in Kansas City, one little area. And then, and then if I, and then I found out like, if I do another area, it's in my hometown and it's in the working class neighborhood. So I had like two pods. I'm like, I'm going to buy, buy single family in those two places. And that seemed to work out there. But so I thought I'll do the same thing in MHP. And I started in my hometown, but there's only so many, right? So and they're, and they're not all for sale. So I think that's good that you're at least picking a, a, a general geographic region. And now that now that you've, you've you know you're you're over the over the hump, you've closed on your park. Uh, how's it going so far? What's the best part and the, the worst part about actually being in the operations business? <laughs> so. The best part of the overall business is, you know, uh, networking with smart people like you and also watching investors grow their wealth, right? So that's on the, uh, you know, uh, investment side. And on the operation side, just providing a nice place for, you know, uh, tenants to live in, right? When it's before, uh, when, when your park is run down, you're also attracting the same kind of tenants, right? druggies, these, that, and that's the stigma you and I had, especially me, that, oh, why would I invest in a mobile home park? You know, most of the bad stuff happens there, right? right? But if you are going to improve the quality of the park, if you are going to bring uh, better tenants, of course, that will affect the entire park, right? So that, uh, that part I love about operation, that you are changing the lives, even though you may not know um, about it, right? So that, that's, the, that's the key. No, I think that's, that's prudent for sure. I mean, obviously the, the nicer park you have, the nicer, or at least, you know, more affluent people you can attract. But I mean, the, the lower income folks obviously need quality housing too. So I think there's, right. a, I think there's a blend there, but yeah, I, I was about to go under contract the other day. It didn't work out, but I'm mm-hmm. a park in Kansas. And I told him I needed to run my test dad to see if I, I thought the market could support new housing. Cause I had a bunch of infill. I was going to want to bring in new houses, but it was a little bit of a right. market. And he's like, oh, I, re- I just ran an ad the other day in rent. This is home rent. Home rent, 500 bucks. I had 900 yeah. calls. And I was like, I don't want 900 calls for someone who wants to rent for 500 bucks. I want to know <laughs> who can buy a new home. And that's going to cost about four, yeah. four fifty for the home payment for 24 hours and everything else. So that kind of lot rent. So I want somebody who can pay 650 700 Right. That would allow me to invest in the community that a community people would want to buy a new home. So it was like this double-edged sword of, you know, being able to provide a low price, but also provide a higher standard of living. Right. And be able to also keep the lights on myself. So I don't, you just can't be completely benevolent in this business or you'll, you won't be in business. You won't be able to serve anybody. So it's definitely kind of a continual evaluation and dance in my opinion. Yes. 
Yeah, it's it's a, yeah. You got to do balancing act, right? <laughs> so you're obviously managing from literally all the way across the country, from California yes. to Mississippi. So tell us how you got the management structure set up. You're clearly not there leasing units yourself or renovating units yourself. How'd you find a, your team and how's that going so far? So that's a great question. So uh, the way uh, this particular park worked and because I wanted to buy my first park, I've been looking in um, for a year. I was under contract a couple of times uh, for some reason or another, we couldn't execute because one time the bank said, you know, because I'm out there um, and I don't have any experience with mobile home park, even though I already had, I still have property right next right. door, uh, but it's, single, it's a small multifamily, they wouldn't agree. So we couldn't close on that one. Uh, so there was always something, uh, you know, stopping me from, you know, getting, uh, getting to that fine close line, right? So I said, okay, I want to get my first one um, anyhow, as, as long as the numbers work. So I went through a mobile home park consultant. Uh, they also, uh, of course, they were kind of wholesaling, but they also help in managing the asset, right? So that's, that they are the one helping me the, manage the asset. We already have a property manager. The mobile home park consultant is um, helping me. They, they already had connections with contractors. So as of now, we have a couple of contractors working there uh, at the property. We are fixing park owned homes and renting them out. Again, this is not the model most of the, uh, you know, mobile home park operators want to use, but this market is, is supports park-owned homes, right? We mm -hmm. tried uh, to convert them to tenant-owned homes, but it seems that it's, it's, it's hard. Most of these people prefer just renting their home. And, of, and we already have 30 park-owned homes, which we are supposed to rehab and rent them out. So right, right now our goal is to rehab two to three park-owned homes every month and rent them out. So you already have property manager there um, and then a um, couple of contractors, they are already working and I have weekly calls with my mobile home park consultant who is managing them on day to day. I get weekly report as well as weekly call and I ask them to switch you know, a direction if I need to. But that, that's how, and, and I'm used to that because for the last five years, I have been managing my properties from far away. So I'm used to working with property managers. Once I think the park uh, pretty much stabilizes, I can even get rid of the asset manager or the mobile home park consultant because now the park is pretty much running and, and I know how to deal with that property manager if I don't have to do large rehabs and whatnot, right? So that was my idea. And the goal was also by doing this way, I, I can, keep scaling up, I can go up in the business because at some point I may have end up hiring my own asset manager, right? The person uh, who works for me only and manages four or five of my parks, right? Sure. So that I can focus on overall business, running the automating certain part of the business, which is what I like coming from IT. Uh, and um, not sure if we mentioned, but I already have uh, IT business. I had a cryptocurrency mining business. So I have, I have experience with running different businesses, right? I love automating uh, stuff and I also love talking to networking, talking to investors. So I want to keep doing that. I don't want to be doing, I don't, it means as an entrepreneur, we wear multiple hats, but I don't want to put my feet in, in every place possible and then get stuck. <laughs>
that's no i think that's definitely that's that's wise for sure i mean you only got so many hours in the day and you gotta you go where your best skills are that's good I, I, i'm a big fan of you know getting getting my hands dirty enough and being in the field enough to still be dangerous to know the operations but right at this point you know my my effective hourly rate if you will is, is less when i'm leasing a mobile home perhaps than when i'm exactly so yeah I, and that's what I, I look at you know what's the uh, return on time rot right we exactly. talk about ROI, RO, you know, ROC, whatever return on cost, but ROT is, is, is as important or maybe more important. <laughs> Absolutely. I just, yeah, I just hired a financial guy to help kind of run some of the investor reporting, P&L, bank recs, monthly, monthly you know, banking type relationship meetings, things like that, because I was like, I got to focus more on other stuff, you know, and, and this guy's not going to be inexpensive, but he's very talented. Like, hey, this is going to help me out. So yeah, same thing. You're doing that from an operation standpoint where you're like, Hey, I've got a, you're called a, a consultant, but I, I call it, you know, a third party manager who is, uh, right. is essentially running the day to day. And yeah, that's great. That, that I think that's probably the best way to do it from a, from afar because it's just so hard to, to watch it closely. You just, you got to vet everybody right. and all that, but no, that's, that's great. What other, what other tips or tricks do you have for our audience? If you've got anything to share, I'd love to uh, get your insights. And, and if, you, if you could share anything on automation, if you've got any ideas for the industry, I'd be interested in that as well, because I know you, you're smarter than the rest of us on the IT side. So uh, <laughs> what's, what's, you, have you figured out your special sauce yet? You know? uh, I wish. So um, I'm still uh, trying to figure that out. Uh, on the tips part, you know, uh, I'm one of the person who does not uh, you know, get bogged down. Um, I, I don't like to quit, right? So I always tell everyone, if you're focused and are not a quitter, you can win any race, right? So just just focus on the bigger picture, right? Um, and, 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 and don't quit, right? It's, it's okay to try and fail, right? It's that we all do, right? But if you quit halfway thinking that, oh, I can't do this, then you are not going to be successful on, in anything you do, right? So that's the key. On the automation side, because uh, all of us or most, a lot of us use rent manager, right? As you are aware, some of us use Appfolio to manage our, uh, but rent manager is widely used in mobile home park industry. So I have been working, uh, so that's my other business. We have been, I've been working with a couple of business partners. We are almost there. We are building a um, property management software. Uh, so. Yeah, if you compare Appfolio and Rent Manager to, let's say, Toyota to Lexus to uh, you know, um, any other car, this automation software we are working on is called Flowmatics. It would be like Tesla, right? So that, that was the goal, that it's, it's self-sustained. It, you know, it's a self-driving right. car. Once you set up the workflow, it can automate a lot of the things. You don't have to go log in every day and try to figure out, let's say a tenant submits a claim, automatically it will send bids to four vendors. The vendors will respond, and if you have set up certain criteria, it can automatically tell the one of the vendor that yeah, go ahead and work, right? So, so wow. you can do, yeah. That, I wanna, be, I wanna be part of your beta to get this because <laughs> I got a, a decent chunk of my life has been spent on learning Rent Manager, and I, exactly. it's, a, it's a really powerful tool, I feel like, and, it's, and I'm glad I learned it. But man, and they've got a rent manager university that's pretty good, but yes. you can't you can't skip ahead. You know, it's like I got to spend an hour sitting there just like everybody else, and it was I don't even know how many hours, twenty hours of learning every in and out of rent manager. And I'm like, this is I've lost 
year off my life doing this brain damage. But so I want to be in your test program. It, if it, Absolutely. It so works, I'll, 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 push, I'll push it out for you. <laughs> I'll let you know by end of the year our plan is to launch the beta. So I'll definitely let you know. <laughs> I knew you had something up your That's sleeve. <laughs> I knew you had something up your sleeve. You know, I'm I'm sitting here with legal pads and you know, I got a little chisel and a you know stone here. <laughs> you know, you're you're ahead of the game. Uh, oh. Well, I'll pass. Learning from people like you, man. <laughs> hey, we learn from we learn from each other. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Anything else you want to share, or where we? I can see your background behind you. How do we get a hold of you? How do people find you? Absolutely. So. The, my website is www.wealthmattersmatters.com. Uh, they can email me at alpesh, A-L-P-E-S-H, at wealthmatters.com. And, and I tell everyone, um, so, someone told me this, focus on the bigger picture, don't get stressed out on minor things, right? So do reach out to me if you need any help with any uh, type of real estate. And of course, now, you know, I love mobile home parks. Um, you know, so hoping to buy more uh, soon. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Alpesh. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Ferd Neiman. Ready to learn more? Go to www.themobilehomelawyer.com for free resources and materials to help you succeed. If you love the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, give us your review and subscribe today. Thank you for listening. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri nor the Missouri Bar reviews nor approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.